This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One of those days where we have so much to talk about, and um, it, that includes this next headline, which comes to us from TSN, which is now reporting yet new allegations, this involving sex assault uh, allegations, which involve a woman who claims that in 2018 she was sexually assaulted by two men, one of them a Western University hockey player, the second a minor league pro player. TSN reporting that they have spent months talking to this particular woman where she alleged that she was discouraged by London police. She went to them. She wanted to press charges in both cases, and they didn't. Now, these are not allegations that are connected to the initial allegations that we heard about that kind of broke this whole thing open, that one involving eight former Canadian Hockey League players, some of those said to be on the 2018 World Junior team. So these are not connected. And that, of course, is the case where we got the secret payout of millions. But in this latest case, this woman reports that London police didn't lay charges and said that, well, like, do you really want to go through this amount of work? And that they also told her that there was nothing they could do to assure her that her name would not come out or that her alleged assailant would be, you know, they'd be able to protect her if, if he should be acquitted. Well, that is a really crazy thing to say to somebody who comes forward with uh, an allegation of, of sexual assault. Now, in the first case, the first case that stems back to July, this also involves London police who did not lay charges in that case. And so they've now reopened that investigation to see if charges can be laid. But this is not a great look. And it's certainly, you know, Hockey Canada is in the spotlight, but certainly it raises questions about the London police or any police force as to what happens when somebody comes in with a sexual assault allegations. I understand there has to be a burden of proof, something that stands up that can be taken to a crown and brought into a court. But what I don't think any complainant of any sex assault would like to hear when they take a complaint is, well, are you sure you want to go down this road? It's a lot of work and you know, can't say we'll protect you. That does nothing to inspire anybody coming forward. And frankly, it's your job as a police officer to do the work. Find out, is there an actual allegation here? Did this actually, that is your job that you're paid to do. So I think here we are with Hockey Canada and now the London police are going to have to explain what I think many will see as unexplainable. Let me bring in Lori Hepburn. She's the executive director of the Halton Women's Place. I appreciate you joining us, Lori. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, I know you can't comment on the particular allegations brought forward, but certainly I think when I read this story, I'm thinking, really? So when you bring allegations of sexual assault to the police, no victim that I know actually wants to do it. It takes a long time to get a sexual assault victim to do even that. Um, but if they're going in and the police are kind of trying to talk them out of it, that's not exactly the message we want sent. Absolutely. It's horrible. I mean, imagine, right? If this is, you know, your loved one, your family member, nobody deserves to be treated like that. And uh, really, really um, disheartening. And um, to think that if that's 
you know, the safe place and the supportive place that you're supposed to report a sexual assault to, and that's the response that you're met with, it's just unacceptable. At the bare minimum, like we have an expectation of our police services that when we go to report these very vulnerable, dangerous situations and traumatic events that we have as they work with victims of crime, that we will be met with an appropriate response. And the reporting of what I've read in that article is certainly not. Yeah, I mean, you know, you take a complaint and the first thing should be just listen to the story. I mean, I, I am not I'm not one of the believers. I'm not one of these people who says just believe the allegation. I, I believe in due mm. process, but I certainly Absolutely. believe in listening to the allegation. You have to hear the allegation. And then the next step would be we're going to look into it. And then if there's nothing to be found, um, you know, maybe the conversation after is here's what we can do. What do you normally I think the choice would be put into the complainant's hand of what here's what we've got. What would you like to do? Absolutely. And that's what it is. It's all about information, education and choice. Right. And so uh, but also please. Because ultimately, I mean, it will be the crown that has to prove that it can take it through the court process. It's not not really for the police to decide. Absolutely. But they are there to provide that safe space for the um, individual reporting to provide her story. Right. And then make her own decision as to whether or not she wants to proceed uh, with making an actual uh, report on this. Right. And so. Um, and, and charges. And so, you know, the, the issue here that I have is showing up at four o'clock in the morning unannounced. That's just not acceptable. Um, you know, any kind of victim that is coming forward with a report like that needs to feel safe to do so. Um, victim services unit, you know, they work very well with police within the police services. They should have been contacted. Um, women are always worrying about being believed or taken seriously when they're reporting sexual assault. And it's a traumatic incident to begin with, and it's very traumatic to share your story as well. And so it just needs to be handled with diligence, with compassion, with kindness. And I think in this situation, while the police, it appears that they were trying to provide some transparency around the difficulty of reporting and what that can look like. Absolutely. I, you know, it's, I'm glad that they took the approach of trying to make sure that they were transparent about it, but it doesn't sound, um, it sounds like, again, they were discouraging, right? Like rather they were kind of like, don't bother. And that's where I right. have to here. Yeah, I mean, measuring expectations, I think, you know, yeah, I mean, I think any victim of sexual assault or alleged victim knows that that is a very hard thing to prove because it often becomes a, a game of they said, she said, he said, whatever said. Um, and so unless there's a physical proof, it becomes very difficult uh, to, to in fact, to get a conviction on it. However, there are other options. You can go the civil court route. You can go the mm-hmm. human rights. Cu- there are other options that a person can go to take these through where the bar is not as high. And so maybe the better approach is to say, look, we don't believe we have enough to criminally charge, but there are other mm-hmm. avenues you can take. That way you're presenting options to this person because it's very clear that, well, you know, this woman not only wanted this these people charged, she wants this story out. Otherwise, she yeah. wouldn't have been talking. Absolutely. And that's what I, you know, I love about um, the fact that she came forward is to help other folks, right, in coming forward with their stories. But really putting the onus on, we're asking this question all the time. Why don't women report? Why aren't more women reporting? Why are they worried to report? Let's ask the question, what can police do to be more safe and accessible for women to report? And I think that this highlights that, right? Like, I think that's where we need to focus is if we have officers within the system that also don't even think she has a shot, then, you know, that's a problem in itself, too. Like, let's make things better in that regard. Let's start thinking about how we can make women are certainly not going to keep reporting if they're hearing stories around police showing up unannounced at four o'clock in the morning and discouraging you. Right. So I'd love to change that narrative and hear different stories about sexual assault investigations that 
are supportive and safe. Doesn't necessarily always mean that the woman's going to go through with charges, but at least she had the autonomy and the choice to do so in a supported environment to make that decision. I suspect now there are going to be a lot more questions asked. I'm certain that there are probably meetings going on now at London mm-hmm. Police where, uh, think, you know, what went on here? Do we have to reopen this one? But nonetheless, it is a part of the national conversation. And so since this whole thing has broken, Lori, given it is so high profile, either this is going to be a big learning curve or it's going to shove more people into silence. I happen to think it will embolden more people to come forward. I, I hope so, too. Um, I really do hope so, and I, and I hope that... You know, I work in Halton and our Halton police do, you know, actively, um, you know, have a sexual assault initiative where they, you know, they work with us, my organization and other organizations across Halton to, um, you know, better learn how they can support survivors of sexual assault when they are reporting. And, and I appreciate that. Right. And, and I understand in London they're doing the same thing. I can't speak to that, but um, that's obviously what's been reported is that London is also doing a similar thing. So it's, you know, unfortunate what happened here. Um, it's not okay. And I think that, you know, we need to do better. Everybody needs to do better here because we need people to come forward with these stories. And they're not going to do that if the place where they're going to be received is not safe. That's Stay the bottom tuned. line. There will be another chapter. Yeah. Lori, yeah. very much appreciate your time on this on this Friday morning. Thanks so much. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That's Lori Hepburn, who is with the Halton Women's Place. Again, I, I, if you know me and you listen to the show, I don't just believe people. I believe in due process, but I also believe that you have to listen to them. And there are other ways of going about this. So I, I do think that uh, now this, uh, if I'm going to use my Kreskin senses, I would think that maybe the uh, upper management at London is probably saying, oh, what the heck is going on here? Can someone explain this? So we'll wait to see where this goes. It is the drip, drip, drip of a saga that really j- could have been avoided. And yet here we are, three, four months in, still hearing new information. And uh, you can bet it's not going to go away. TSN's not going to drop this. No, the media not going to drop this. It's not going to be dropped. It's like uh, there's too much here that is uh, unsaid but clearly needs to be talked about for this story to go away.